2: Welcome on to Hollinger and Duncan. If you're listening on the free feed, thanks so much uh, for listening. If you're listening as a subscriber, thanks so much uh, for being a subscriber. As we get up to the trade deadline, we're going to have lots of interesting stuff, uh, including the mock trade deadline. That's uh, only a couple of weeks away. Uh, Amazingly, we'll do trade deadline outlooks uh, for all 30 teams. uh, And of course, uh, you'll get Seth Partnos writing, Dan Feldman's writing, in addition, of course, to every Hollinger and Duncan and every Dunked On Prime episode with me and Danny the Russo, six episodes per week. Please consider subscribing if you have not yet done so. So, John, we last did this three years ago.
3: Has it been that long we already? Des-
2: we were desperately looking for content. In the midst of the pandemic stoppage, okay, but much has changed. We're going to talk today about who we think will make the Hall of Fame, and kind of my rough shorthand is, in is greater than 50% chance of making it, out is less than 50% chance of making it. But let's talk first about just what your standard is for someone who should be in the Hall of Fame.
3: I think my standard is different uh, than the standard that has been used, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but to me, I want I want somebody who, at some point in his career, was he one of the ten best players in the league? Um, did he have enough longevity that he was uh, an all star caliber player for half a decade? I don't know about actual all star selections, but I mean a half decade a half decade run at an all star level I think is sort of a, a almost a minimum requirement, and uh, then excellence beyond that. All NBA, MVP consideration. That moves you closer, I think, to the to the inner tier where you're where you just you just waltz right in. Yeah, for me, I'm pretty close to that, I would say. I want you to have
2: five top 20 seasons in my view if, okay. if I were actually running the Hall of Fame you know unless they're just some crazy circumstances now of course this will be a discussion both of our own ideas of who should be in and this is active players only by the way not retired players yes and also though the reality of who is actually going to get in as well they'll consider things like college which is not really we'll note when that can be a important part of it we'll Note when international play could be an important part of it, which I think it should. You know, it'd be it would be nice if the NBA had its own Hall of Fame, but it doesn't. It's the only thing we have is the Basketball Hall of Fame right now. And you know, with the beautiful, transparent process that they have, I see no reason why you would want to change that. <laughs> that's that's a joke, by the way, for people who aren't too familiar with the, the basketball hall of fame. So wanted to add another couple of things that I thought were kind of interesting. As we go through here. Um Well, actually here, a little bit more on the criteria. How do you feel about things like playoff success or longevity, but not longevity at really like an all-star level? Um, Someone who changed the game in some way, like should that stuff it, be part of the criteria to you?
3: I think those things can help a borderline case. I think... There's this underlying question of can you tell the story of basketball without this guy Yeah, Uh, yeah. that that I think comes up, but you can can take that too far too, right? Like, we don't need to put God Sham God in the Hall of Fame, even though there's a move named after him, right? (laughs) So... (laughs) So, this is another kind of
2: interesting thing. I, I did this research a, a little bit ago, but I think it's worth repeating. So, when I went back and looked a while ago, I counted 67 Hall of Famers whose career included 1970 or later. So, that's basically the moment that you had a reasonable number of teams, including the ABA, and through 1992, uh, players whose career started in 92 or later. So, that's a, a little over a 20-year period, and there were 67 Hall of Fame players who who were active during that period. A few more have been added since then. But basically what you're looking at is... Two or three guys per year per draft class it is about what you get on average for Hall of Famers. And at any given time playing in the league, you've probably got 30, maybe with added longevity these days, 30 to 40 Hall of Famers at various stages in their careers, active in the league at a given time. Uh, so that's, I, I think, as we go through it, I mean, we'll see, it'll be interesting to count how many we actually say right now we expect to make it the other thing you brought this up last time i think it's interesting is uh, the charlotte test like how would we feel about this guy if he played his whole career in charlotte versus say in new york boston or la
3: yeah yeah or or on what you know on championship caliber teams versus if if they hadn't been like i i do feel the the hall fame historically has been very kind to players who happen to end up on championship level teams and Contributed somewhat to them, but basically, you know, we're the fourth best player or whatever.
2: Yeah. Now, I would give more credence to someone who was on a championship team or multiple championship teams, particularly like iconic teams, as opposed to a similar quality regular season player who never really had much of an impact in the playoffs. And hey, you know, maybe some of that is luck of the draw. Some of it, though, is maybe that you push that team to that level. And some of these guys, we don't know if they would have performed in the playoffs or not, but some of them we do. Like, I think obviously both these guys were obvious Hall of Famers, but to me, Tim Duncan is probably a similar quality regular season player to Kevin Garnett, but because he just has more of a playoff resume we don't know whether kg could have done what duncan did in the playoffs but we do know that duncan did do that and of course championships the playoffs like that i think maybe more than any other sport playoffs are what matter in the nba so i do focus on that a little bit more all right who are your locks they retire today that's it
3: they're done they're in okay so i think there are 10 guys that we can start with Okay. They were the 10 active players who were named to the NBA's top 75 list. I don't think there's any question about any of these guys, right? So LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Giannis Atacumpo, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden. Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard.
2: Yeah, Lillard to me was maybe the most controversial of active players in terms of his selection to the top 75 list. Should we talk about his resume a little bit? Only one conference finals for Damian Lillard. What else is on his resume? Uh,
3: Six all-star appearances. uh, Six all-NBA selections, though. I mean, that's... (laughs) That's pretty good. I mean, you, you guys, guys with that many, they, they end up in the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, Lillard has one first team, four second team, one third team, so a total of six. And I agree. I think it, and he's also the fact he's back again playing at an All NBA or certainly All Star level this season after missing last year, but. Since we last did this, 2020, 2021, uh, he also was playing at an extremely high level. So, yeah, I I think for me, he's got at least six years, You know, probably 14, 15 is the first year he starts at maybe playing at a top 20 player in the NBA level. And I think he's been about at that level and maybe even on the fringes of the top 10 uh, for maybe three or four of those years as well. So, yeah, I I think that one is is pretty obvious. Anthony Davis, too. I mean, he's got a ton of all-star selections, a a ton of all-NBA. Even even if he he just never makes it back to really have an impact again, I think you gotta throw him in there, and then the rest of these guys. I mean, they're just as as lock as it gets. I mean, so yeah. again, that list is LeBron and KD. Uh, I mean, KD's resume is pretty ridiculous uh, as well. I mean, Chris Paul. I think ma- maybe there would have been some question in some people's minds, not mine, until he had this re- late career renaissance that took place over the last three years with OKC and Phoenix. Kawhi uh, again I mean he's missed a bunch of time due to injuries he's probably only really had gosh I don't know five real high level regular seasons and probably only three or four like big time playoff runs even the year when he won the finals MVP probably wasn't playing at you know a Hall of Fame level in twenty. 13, 14, the first year he won finals MVP. Uh, But he's just been so good. Another guy you just like that 2019 Raptors team. Like if you're the best player on a championship team, I mean, that's another one where it's like it's real hard to keep you out. And he's got enough. Exactly. On that, too. Exactly.
3: Uh, Regarding Lillard, I believe every modern player with at least six all NBA selections uh, has ended up in the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah. And, and I think that's fair. That's a, I mean, that's in theory, uh, unless it was just a terrible all NBA selection, which I don't I mean, it's it's I don't think there are that many selections where you're just like, oh, this guy isn't even like an all star level player. He's right. Making right. I mean, there's been a few kind of weird ones over the last few years, like Julius Randle on second team and you know, some of these Ben Simmons selections. I was a little little lower on or like Goran Dragic got a third team all NBA in 2014. But to make it that many times, like you got to be pretty good. Like it's not going to be one of these fluke seasons.
3: Yes. And uh, every modern player with eight all-star selections has also made the Hall of Fame, which would be Anthony Davis is at eight, even before this okay, year. So, he might make it nine this year. So there's there's your
2: 10 who made the NBA 75. And of course, just if they made the NBA 75, like they're going to make the Hall of Fame. And that, there's just no no way that they wouldn't get voted. Yeah. Who else is out there as far as active players that we think have done enough, full stop, right now, they retire tomorrow, they're in?
3: Are we still considering Dwight Howard an active player?
2: I don't think so. Okay. I don't, I don't think so, but it, but he would be a lock, obviously. Okay. I mean, his the, uh, his the, resume is- The obviously.
3: next most obvious lock is Nikola Jokic.
2: Two-time MVP, going to get another top five MVP finish in almost all likelihood this year. I think he had one in 2019 as well. Every MVP is in, I think, or a lock to be in except for one who we'll get to. uh Yeah, Nikola Jokic is just, and then you throw in his international resume as well, and this is even without talking about the fact that he's going to be a really, really good player for a long, long time, too. Uh, So, yeah, I I mean, I think he's there at this point. He was even, for some people, a controversial omission from the top 75. I felt a little bit better about not having him on the top 75 just due because he hasn't had any like huge playoff moments only made it to one conference finals um you know he still has been more of a regular season force so far in his career but yeah i think uh I, I think he's in for sure
3: yeah i thought that was a total egregious fail to leave him off the top 75 especially given some of the players that were placed on that list uh but uh, yeah no I, th- I think Dave Bing is better than him <laughs>
2: Yeah, great call. Great call. Yeah. Um, Okay. Here's here's another one. So so all right. So he's your next lock. You kind of have these in order. It sounds like. So who is who is next for you in terms of the next best resume among? uh, Yeah, I guess that's interesting to say. Like, does does Jokic have the next best resume? Clearly, clearly to me. Yeah, like not even close.
3: So then, there are three veteran players in the Pacific Division that I think are going to glide right in. Um, even though I don't, I don't know if they're like they're the facts of their resumes aren't like don't necessarily scream automatic, but they they're going to go right in, uh, and that's okay. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Paul George.
2: Let's start with Thompson first. He probably, to me, has the weakest resume of those players. I believe he only has two All-NBA teams. Is that right? Uh, That is
3: correct. Two All-NBAs and I believe it's five five All-Stars.
2: Five All-Stars is pretty good. Uh, But yeah, I think both Clay and Draymond maybe would have been on the borderline for some people before last year and winning another championship with the Warriors. And you might say neither of them was at their absolute best during that championship run. But I I thought that just so well established that trio along with Stephen Curry as an essential part of the NBA. The Warriors are now, I would say, one of maybe the four most important teams in league history at this point like as far as like a dynasty and a group of players and you got the 90s Bulls you've got the 60s Celtics and then i would say this Warriors team is now probably ahead of the 80s Celtics so you just got 80s Lakers uh, who are uh, ahead of them probably at this point won the five championships in the 80s
3: and the and the, so. spread, the Spurs is the Spurs it's hard cuz it was over such a wide time span
2: yeah and also frankly they just didn't resonate in that same <laughs> this is the yeah. hall of fame like that matters maybe in the margin it might be you could probably argue about the 80s too just because like magic and bird and that lakers celtics rivalry was so important to the league yeah uh, but all right certainly top five and yeah even and clay and draymond still had their moments it, draymond to me is even still playing at an all-star level this year he was playing even though he didn't play that many games last year he was playing made the all-star team last year as well so yeah I, I, those two guys to me have to be, and they're also old enough now that most of their work is done, and I think they have done enough.
3: Yeah, Paul George
2: might surprise some people, though. Uh, John, let's talk a little little bit more about his candidacy.
3: Six All-NBAs, best player in a conference finals team, uh, arguably two different ones. Uh, I mean, you'd say he's the best player in that Indiana team, too. Uh, Seven-time All-Star, could make it eight this year. I think he's Probably more likely to just miss than make it, but could could end up making it eight. Uh, I think his resume is going to end up looking pretty ironclad when it's all done. I mean, he's still he's still accumulating, too. Uh, 30, 32, closing down 33. So p- definitely probably getting into the, the backside of his career. But he's still accumulating a lot of the counting stats and stuff, too, where you get uh, you know, 20,000 points, I think, is in play for him and some other milestones like that. He's going to end up pretty high in a lot of all-time leaderboards. I th- I think his resume is just going to end up so rock solid that I mean to me he was like a borderline guy for that NBA top 75 list and uh, I I just I think he could I think he could quit now and get in I think certainly by the time he's done he waltzes right in
2: when healthy he's been a top 20 player in the NBA and on the fringes of the top 10 in a lot of years since the 2013 season, and you know they've made made two conference finals in Indiana as the best player. Had I think he was a top three MVP guy in 2019 when he was with the Thunder, and then you know also it had some uh, he's had some ugly moments in his career. You know, there's this feeling that he's not clutch, but also just in terms of how good of a player he is to me, yeah, he's probably not a guy who should be the best player on a championship team, but he fits so well with his shooting and defense around other players. So uh, I think he's. Really really, really good. Uh, and there's, you know, he's, he's averaged over 20 points a game, been efficient for, you know, it's basically a decade of good play for Paul George at this point, except for a couple of years that he missed. And yeah, seven-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, though I think he only has one first team.
3: I think his only first team was that 2019 in OKC when he finished uh, yeah. third in the MVP voting.
2: for you, And not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous, but now they've got everything. Blazers, pants, women's wear, outerwear, designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from. European wools, linen, cottons, tons of colors, tons of patterns you can customize. Things like the lapel, the vents, the pockets, and you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style So level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use the code PER. Easy to remember because John invented it. Use PER to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O, Indochino.com. And don't forget that PER code to let them know you came from us. I remember after college, before I was going to move on to the next chapter of my life, my buddy and I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina to work some summer jobs and hang out. We had a great time except for his car. His car was awful. We called it the POS. It was like a 91 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. We're allowed to talk about Oldsmobile now that it's a defunct brand, right? Is that okay? This thing had the turning radius of a World War I battleship, broke down all the time, just a, a miserable vehicle to drive. And when customers are rushing to your store, you want a point of sale system that you can trust, not a real POS like my buddy's car you need shopify for retail it makes it easy to accept payments manage orders and build relationships with customers you can sell in person backed by everything that you need to sell online track every sale across your business in one place know exactly what's in stock. connect with customers in line and online you can drive in-person store traffic with plug and play tools for marketing campaigns on social media Get great hardware that fits your business, except credit cards, mobile payments, every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing starting on day one. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PER. All lowercase, easy to remember slash PER because John invented PER. Go to shopify.com slash PER to take your retail business to the next level. Today, that's shopify.com slash per all right who would be who has the next best resume to you of anyone who is active right now
3: all right i had two guys in my next tier who are kind of birds of a feather that they might have iffy cases if they retire tomorrow but certainly if they could continue on and do literally anything for the next couple of years they are absolute shoo-ins uh that is luca Doncic and Joel Embiid.
2: Let's start with Embiid because Embiid his career basically didn't start until 1718 and even during that period he hasn't played that many games he's never made a conference finals but he's, I think he's second in MVP back-to-back years now. Yes. And uh, another guy who's just a... I mean, he's been... So how many like actual seasons does he have of this? So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So he basically has played five years, but you, I, he's clearly been at a top 20 level in all five of those years and probably top 10 in most of them.
3: Yes. Uh, he's, he's closing in on his sixth All-Star game already. He's closing in on a... Fifth straight second team All-NBA selection, <laughs> most likely, <laughs> um, which sounds funny to say because he was so good in, in a lot of those years. But with Jokic there, uh, back-to-back second place MVP finishes, he's going to be top five again this year. That's a that's a pretty strong resume, even if he hangs it up. He's a more interesting debate because you don't, I mean, he's been, uh, you know, the injury questions that have hung over him and he's closing in on 29. You don't know how long this meter's going to run. But at the same time, I, I mean, if you're going to put Bill Walton in the Hall of Fame, how could you not put Joel Embiid?
2: Well, I, I mean, Bill Walton. think reached a higher level than
3: he had the one he had the championship yeah which which mb does not
2: and also mvp in in 78 before getting hurt but and i mean bill also is one of the greatest college players ever you can't none of these guys there's actually one guy who i think we'll talk about that that is a big booster for him uh yeah but i think Joel would be in and he's he's just like he he, when you're kind of the leader of a team as well i think that makes it easier they've been a a good team with a, a rotating cast of characters yeah now we kind of and i think of all these guys who are here the only ones uh, maybe with one exception luca is probably the only one to me that has played at an mvp level that's still left is that right i think that's right
3: uh yeah depends depends uh yeah i mean there there's one guy we could talk Tatum about. would
2: be the other guy maybe
3: yeah yeah mm-hmm. um but
2: yeah so luca it's And he also has an international resume. Plus, there's also this tragedy aspect where if something happened to him where he couldn't play anymore right at this moment, but he was this good. Yeah. And Luka Doncic, this is his... Fourth All-NBA season, like, he's arguably been the best offensive player in basketball over the last four years. A few other guys in that conversation. Uh, getting to the conference finals last year as the only marquee player is huge. Like, his playoff numbers, if you look at that, are just absolutely insane.
3: Yes, bonkers yeah
2: so yeah i think uh, particularly due to the you know tragic aspect of it you know if he suffered a career ending injury tomorrow i think uh, he would make it in for sure um so and what he's only 23 right now so yeah that, and and this will be yeah a a fourth year he's gonna make a fourth all nba team this year i would imagine unless something crazy happens all right so yeah i would say luca is a lock who else is a lock for you based based
3: on everything that's happened so far I've got two more guys here. Okay. I've got one guy who I think is pretty close to a lock. Uh everyone forgets about him when they're talking about all NBA and elite players and everything else. I mean Jimmy Butler. Best player on a team he's that went guy, to the finals, right? Yeah. He's gonna probably make a seventh all-star team this year. Uh had had all NBA selections. Uh just I don't know, people forget about him and he's not gonna pull up, put up Amazing counting stats for his career. He got a late start because he was a four-year collegian, and he's missed some time with injuries. But just, <laughs> I mean, he's he's been an elite two-way player for several years now. And, and big and big moments, too. Butler has
2: four All-NBA teams. All of them are third teams. Yep. He has struggled to stay on the court, even sometimes in the playoffs, but particularly in the regular season, which is part of why maybe he doesn't have more... All NBA teams. But he, to to me, is probably the guy who has burnished his resume the most since we did this in the last three years, or that was before the bubble. So Miami makes it to the finals there. He's the best player on that team. Uh, And then they make it to the conference finals in Game 7. Last year, he's got that unbelievable Game 6, which is one of the best playoff games that anyone's ever played in Boston for a completely undermanned Heat team. A, a year ago so because really Butler only probably had one good playoff series to his name before 2020 there right? it, it was that, that one that they lost uh, when he, the one year he was in Philly to Toronto and it, even that I don't think was like so spectacular it wasn't good enough to even win the series so he's the guy to me that has pushed it the most where right? I would say that he probably is like a lot. You know, four-time All-NBA seven-time All-Star and it, it's just it's the only thing that I think is maybe a slight demerit for him is just not playing enough in the regular season, but clearly a guy who probably since 2015 has been a top 20 player, and again his fringe is fringes on the top 10. Like him versus Paul George, I think I, you know you go back and forth on that depending on what year it is.
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: And George just has a little more longevity because he got started in his career a little bit earlier, and and also I would say this is true for Jimmy Butler too. Like he might be uh, one of the maybe three or four players. Actually, quick aside here: who would you name? The most improved player trophy after because Butler would be one of my candidates. He would be a really good one. Uh um, because he just came out of nowhere. There was like, all the discussion about it. Oh, how is he as a three and D guy? Is he can he shoot the high thirties on threes? How's point 3.5? I'm like, oh, he's very good on defense. And then all of a sudden he just becomes the Bulls' best player in 14-15 when everyone's like, oh, Gasol. and Derek Rosen, wow, they sat, uh, Nikola Mirotic finally came over, and all of a sudden Jimmy
3: Butler is their best player. He'd be he'd be on the short list of players to name the trophy after, for sure.
2: I'll give you my other my other two. We've talked about uh, both of them. Kawhi is one. That would probably yeah. be my pick, ultimately. Uh, and people have said Giannis, too, but I Danny and I argued about that because I'm like, Giannis can't shoot. <laughs> like, you need, yeah. if you're going to be the most improved, you need to have, like, that's, have improved the fundamental skill uh, enough. Um Old
3: old timers oh, yeah. might uh, he. I don't think he was good enough. Uh, D- Derek Harper, but wow, I, okay. I, I I don't think that's. Uh, I, I don't think he was
2: prominent enough of a player to. No, probably not. Did he make any All Star teams? He might have made like one or two, right? It was. I you know,
3: think was- he's actually one of the best players in NBA history to never make an All Star team. Is uh, oh, I is think you're right.
2: Yeah, I think I do recall seeing him on on those lists. Uh so no other locks for you.
3: I have some guys who are like close, but i I couldn't quite I couldn't quite call them locks just yet. So I, th- I think everybody else on my list is has there's some level of debate on them.
2: I would say, in my own mind, there's a level of debate for Al Horford. But when I asked about whether he's going to get in or not, I think he's for sure going to get in.
3: Wow, I actually had him as a longer shot to get in. Well, the two college championships at at Florida. Oh, those those will help uh, and
2: also an international player you always get a little bit of a boost
3: but like that. he's ne- he'd never plays for dominican republic or has never done anything important for them no that's true so al horford let's talk about just his nba resume though i think he was a really good player for a long time i don't know if he was a top 20 player at any point i mean he was an eastern conference all-star a few times uh, you know i saw i Saw a ton of him in Atlanta, obviously. He, I mean, he was, was, was he really good? Of course. Like, we're not talking about any shitty players here, but does he meet this standard for a Hall of Famer? I'm questioning that. I mean, maybe, if, maybe if Boston wins this year and he's a big contributor to that, it makes it a little easier for him. But I, 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 st- I think his, I think when you put his resume against some of the other guys, that he's going to be up against, it's going to it's gonna be hard to really push for him.
2: Yeah, that one All-NBA team was the third team and a five-time All-Star. But yeah, I would say, I don't know that Al Horford was ever what I would consider to be a top 20 player in the NBA. I mean, maybe there's a couple of like 2015 in Atlanta, maybe say he was there. And now I think the one thing that has really changed for him is He's actually had some uh, two really good playoffs now, which he hadn't before. Uh, you know, eight, early on his career, eighteen, he was incredible, and then you know, I thought he was really, really good in the playoffs last year too. So making it to that finals, but I think just because of the college, uh, and particularly because a lot of the people who are, I'm sure, on this committee are people who have like this big hard on for college basketball and staying in school and all that, which he did. So I, I would guess, I, I think he will be a lock. I agree with you. I don't think he should be necessarily.
3: I don't think he's going to be any kind of lock uh, for sure. Um, I I could I could see him getting in, but again, I think it's I think it's much easier for get him to get in if he has an NBA championship.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. How about I would say the next player who has the best resume that just as it exists on paper right now, not that okay. he's going to have the best career of some of these guys who are still working on it. Blake Griffin, who somehow is still active. <laughs>
3: Yes. I had to it was funny when I ma- went through this I had to remind myself that Blake Griffin was still active. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, so I, I I mean I think he that 2019 probably solidified it as another All-NBA. He's got five All-NBAs, three second teams, and two first teams. Top three MVP finish in 2014. Definitely a guy who I would say even was a top 10 player probably, and certainly top 20 for at least five years. Uh, but obviously a lot of missed time due to injuries as well. But like 12 through 15 with the Clippers, all four of those years, he's awesome. And also like, you know, it, it's easy to forget now, like what a sensation he was early in his career.
3: Yeah, definitely. He was near the top of my list of debatable players. In other words, I'd say he's probably 75 to 80 percent, right? He's he's pretty much done in the accumulation phase. Would we agree on that? Like Boston winning a championship this year does nothing for Blake Griffin's Hall of Fame resume, right? Because he's not gonna be he's not gonna matter toward that.
2: Yes no i i think that's right i mean he might get a few token minutes playing you know guarding Giannis and a in the playoffs or something But other than that no i i agree i mean the 2019 was the last season he had that mattered so he's a very short time now if it's the injuries are part of the reason why he fell off you know and also i think he's hurt by you know 16 17 his last two years with the clippers he just didn't play a ton had injuries in the playoffs both those years which really hurt him you know if he'd even just is able to uh, have a full playoffs in those season and maybe they they win their first round series those years that might have even been enough to make him a lock. But I think he has to be five All NBA teams and just a guy. If you're a top ten player for five years, like that's that's enough. Like there are so many players who never reached the level that he reached who are in the Hall of Fame. And I don't want to use that as my sole baseline. But to me, I I think he's that good. Like I I if it, I were running things, he's in. Yeah,
3: I, I think that's fair. <laughs>
2: What what kind of categories should we hit on next here? Should we talk about some of these more these guys who are just are mostly done with their yeah sure resumes? sure
3: um so the next guy I had on my list was Andre Gadala, who I think is going to be a, a fascinating case the Hall of Fame historically has treated players of this ilk very kindly uh, <laughs> lo- long career plus multiple championships uh, role player on a championship team that that that. Mm-hmm archetype has probably been treated the most kindly. At the same time, he was also, before that, a good player in his own right, the best player on his Philadelphia teams, uh, made multiple all star teams. So it's not just it's not just hanging on with st- with Steph Curry, that gets him in this discussion, either.
2: Yeah, no, he hung on with Jimmy Butler in 2022, made made another Finals. there.
3: <laughs> that's true. That's true.
2: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. He's been to seven NBA Finals. That is that is a lot. Uh, but I, I think you know, and he didn't really contribute at all to that Warriors team last year, which was kind of too bad for his candidacy. Won that NBA Finals MVP, which a lot of these role player types haven't. It's funny because the last half of his career is probably over rated but the first half of his career is probably underrated because people just didn't understand what he was doing defensively he wasn't a primary scorer and you know people didn't probably appreciate his passing and understanding the game and ball movement so uh
3: a one-time if, all-star even in a yeah. weak ass eastern Conference at the beginning of the 2010s.
2: Right. But like the fact that he only has I think like one or two all defensive teams. Yes. That's that's a crime. That's yes. ridiculous. I right. Agree. Like he's uh so that's back when uh, particularly on the wing all defensive teams they just didn't know what the hell they were doing at that point to have Kobe Bryant win 15 <laughs> all defensive teams or whatever it was.
3: Uh I think the thing that may push him over the line uh even though is a controversial award, to say the least. 2015 NBA Finals MVP. Right. That may be what pushes him in. But we're talking about somebody who has never averaged 20 points a game and made one all-star team. Like, that's the, that's a, that's going to be an interesting one. I, I think he's probably going to get in because of the rings, but I think that's an interesting one. And I go back and forth on whether I personally would vote for him or not.
2: Yeah, well, make a call.
3: <laughs> I'm, just not, I'm just not sure he was ever really a top 20 player. I, I would I would probably I, be yeah. more more inclined to exclude
2: him. I think he probably was at, at times in those Philly days. I would, I would have to go back and really do it, which I, I hope to do someday, uh, to kind of go back and retroactively do my top 10 or top 20 players in the NBA. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you look at even the analytics, like early in the era when we had on-off, like he was, was viewed probably as a top 20 player, even like, you know, that season in Denver, for example. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He he's probably the most borderline candidate to me. I think I really need to lock in even more on some of those Philly years for him. I would say there are guys who are basically done though that have better resumes than him.
1: Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards.
2: I would say okay. of the guys who are like really late career right now, Kyle Lowry has got to be in.
3: Yeah. I think the championship in Toronto probably put him over the top. Six time all-star. And has he made all NBA? He had to have somewhere in there, right? Once. Um, only once. So uh, kind of got a late start on his quote unquote prime. Uh, Cause he didn't really start shooting until five years into his career.
2: Yeah, one of the all time late improvers in his career. Oh,
3: maybe we got to name the trophy after him.
2: Uh, honestly, I think that's uh, particularly given it, the fact that he continued to be good later into his career than you would expect. Like, I, he would be a candidate for me. Maybe he didn't reach high enough heights. But yeah, his first uh, season that he really was uh, played at an all star level, although he didn't make the all star team, was 13 14 and was the best player on those Toronto teams. Up until the Kawhi year. Uh so he, he played at an all-star level seven years. I would say at an all NBA level, even though he didn't make the teams. Like another guy that the analytics like absolutely loved, even though his traditional stats are not
3: yeah. and so even,
2: unbelievable. Even in Houston.
3: Yeah. Yeah. By by his last year in Houston, he was really good.
2: Yeah. No, I mean remember he got traded to Toronto for the first ever reverse protected first rounder. Like that was a hey, you can't tell the story of the NBA without him, John. <laughs> but yeah he's got to be in particularly with the championship best raptor of all time i think that's that's also something that if you are really resonate in a specific place for a long time that boosts uh, your candidacy this is one that you and i totally scoffed at three years ago okay demar derozan
3: yeah yeah i would i would still probably be inclined to uh Keep him out. But I think his resume is is getting pretty close. Uh, five all stars probably going to make it six this year. So get getting to the point where it's where it's <laughs> where he's 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 building the case. He's going to have a he's going to have a pretty awesome point total by the time it's all over.
2: Uh, yeah, no. I, I, this is one where I'm pretty sure he will make it at this point. He's also a guy that just basketball people just love his game more, yeah. maybe, than we do. Yeah. But I, I mean, I loved him shooting 53% for mid range last year. He was pretty fucking good <laughs> when yeah. he did that, right? I think last year, and then also, you know, another clear all star level of season this year with Chicago is that might push him over Yeah, to me.
3: Three, three, it's just, it, yeah. Three all NBAs. So it would be a sixth all-star this year. Zero playoff resume.
2: Yeah, zero you're right. Zero playoff resume. And I mean he had one great game in game two last year against the Bucs. That was basically it. And a guy who I mean, he had this incredible streak where I think his team was worse with him on the floor for like six or seven straight years in Toronto and even going into the San Antonio years. The San Antonio years were kind of in the wilderness for him and how to it's just really weird because he like i thought he was for a long time was one of the most overrated players in the nba and then all of a sudden last year he was like legitimately really effective had easily the best year of his career last year yes and and did it i think at age you know 32 or 33 uh yeah you you can't tell the story of modern analytics without the example of tomorrow (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I how many top 20 seasons would you say
3: he has? Like, I might say only one, one, <laughs> one? yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, yeah, to, to me, to me, he's a hard guy to put in, but I think there's going to be a lot of momentum to put him in. Yeah,
2: last year was the first year, and I basically for all of his relevant career, I've been doing my top 10 players in the NBA, and you know, I usually go deeper than that. And he basically has never figured until last year. And I think last year I had him like in the low team.
3: Um Okay, we haven't talked about a guy who I think is going to be very controversial, but I think ultimately is going to get in once, once time has passed and his resume becomes the thing that people look at. Uh, and that is Kyrie Irving.
2: Yeah, I, I I think he he's very close to a lock to me. Another guy that players and basketball people just like his game maybe more than others do, although the shooting makes him a guy who can play next to a lot more people. The yeah, interestingly, although he has this clutch reputation, he basically only ever had one good playoffs. Well no, I guess twenty seventeen he was really good too, but uh two good playoffs essentially. And missed a bunch of playoffs. Obviously, there's all the controversy. I I think he'll, as you noted, be able to move beyond that. He could well add add another All-Star game this year. He should add another All-Star game this year. Might add another All-NBA this year. So I I think, and then another guy who has that, just that juice in terms of his impact on the game, popularity, aesthetics to his game, one of the best ball handlers of all time. So I, I think, yeah, even I think even if his career ended today due to injury, some, due to something non-controversial, I think he would.
3: Most likely, yeah. I think the thing that puts him over the top is that 2016 Finals.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And hit, hitting, you know, one of the five biggest shots in NBA history, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, what's the argument against him? Just the the lack of just full seasons, playoff moments. The, just the, what, how many all star teams? He's made like six, or seven, at he's least made like seven all star teams, right? Seven. Yeah. yeah. And he'll make an eighth one this year. Oh, I don't think yeah, he's, he's going to make it this year. You don't think he will? You think the coaches are going to vote for him? Are you out of your mind? Uh, how close is he to making it uh, being voted in? I think he's pretty close to getting voted in, right? No, they'll, the coaches will vote for him. Is if the, as long as particularly if the Nets don't just crater in the next two weeks or whatever. I know. Actually, we're 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 gonna do this podcast next week, so we'll, <laughs> we will talk about it more that <laughs> Well and regardless if we're talking about from our opinion mm-hmm. yeah i mean he has been a top 20 player in the nba for at least 5 years if i'm if i'm going to yeah. put that as my criterion i mean 16 17 18 although he you only played he just missed so many playoffs like that's the the only re- thing that gives me pause is the games played and the missed playoffs like that's that's the thing like when he's healthy there's no question that every year he's a t- been a top 20 guy since 14, too, mm-hmm. when he was 22, he's still only 32 or only 30. I think you also. just
3: gave him a couple of years. Yeah. He turns 31 in March.
2: Yeah. I, I said, th- when I said, he's only 30 comma to the editor. <laughs> oh, okay. Decided okay. to change it to also to make it clear. Yeah. I think he's got to be in, in terms of guys who, you know, what would their resume be at this exact moment to make?
3: I got, yeah, I got, I got, so I got one more guy who I think is like a real 50, 50 call. And he's basically done accumulating things on his resume. And that is Kevin Love.
2: Ooh, Kevin Love. Yeah. I think he makes it.
3: I think he- And probably should, right? Probably makes it. Probably should. Five-time All-Star, who I think probably got shafted one or two times, too. But um, won the championship in Cleveland, which I think is important for his his, uh, resume. Only two All-NBA selections- yeah, it's interesting. I think if he had
2: stayed in Minnesota, he would probably actually be more of a lock. Yeah, because he would
3: have he would have had more accumulation. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, he was averaging like twenty six points and twelve rebounds in Minnesota, and I think he's a guy who maybe this is also pretty interesting, John. He's only averaged twenty points a game three times. He has two times averaging twenty six, one time averaging twenty. Those are the three All Star seasons he had in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then the most he's averaged since then is nineteen. Yeah. So you can say like, and even like the 17, 18 season, he makes the all-star team them. And, but he's still only averaging like 18 points a game. And, you know, he's efficient. He's shooting, shooting the ball well, but not really a guy who can create offense at that point. And that was a team that desperately needed a second score, right? You could say, all right, you know, he sacrificed the years with LeBron and Irving. Worth noting, by the way, that Kevin Love was considered to be way better than Kyrie Irving at the time of that trade.
3: Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, Jay Tr- traded the number one pick for him.
2: Yeah, I I thought his Cleveland tenure was ultimately pretty disappointing.
3: I would agree with that. Certainly, the post extension tenure.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it, 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 it was in the six man conversation last year. So, how, all right, is, how many top twenty seasons does he have, or or whatever
3: criteria you want to use? Right? I mean, I think maybe four, probably at least two. I'm sorry? Maybe four, maybe three. I'm not sure I can get to five. Does a final four at UCLA get him anything?
2: Yeah, maybe. I I mean, he's just generally considered a good citizen as well. And he's done some good things for mental health. Uh, Also, he's been won the championship. He's been a prominent player. I would probably, if I'm, let me ask you this. Who do you think has a better resume? Him or Andre Guadala?
3: I would say Guadala. Like Love
2: definitely reached higher heights.
3: L- L- yeah, L- Love was a better player at his peak, with without a doubt. Uh. And, and
2: it's interesting because I, I think the league changed around Kevin Love in a way that really hurt him. Like, the first part of the last decade, that stretch four was devastating. And yep. then teams kind of figured out, oh, yeah, we can just play another wing here. We can switch. We can front the post. Like, we're not going to just get killed in the post by Kevin Love. We can deal. There are just ways to deal with him. Oh, by the way, like, this guy can't actually defend. The power forward, we, yeah. most teams who are good defenses needed to be able to switch at power forward. Love couldn't do that. He had to play center. So the league, if he had just finished out his career, you know, he starts his career in 05 instead of 20, 2009, then maybe he just finishes it out and, and is awesome. Really interesting uh, about him. But I, I after really that first Cleveland year, like I just don't, you didn't feel him. You know, he, he just yeah. was not someone that I felt like you really feared like now he the analytics always really liked him they would say he wasn't as bad on defense he didn't follow he got defensive rebounds uh he spread the floor obviously that's very useful you know he's shooting he's shooting basically his entire cleveland career he's shooting under 50% from two
3: yeah, I've, I've sort of convinced myself that he probably shouldn't make it, but I, th- I think he probably will end up making it. I
2: w- I would say yes on both counts. Uh, I would. I mean, I I guess it's just like he and Blake Griffin are somewhat similar guys in that they had early career peaks. It's just that love, you know, if he had, even has one more year in, in Minnesota, right? Like he's got the 12-13 thir- season, he only plays 18 games. He had like a bunch of hand fractures that year. He wasn't good when he played. And if he just plays the same way in that season as he played, Plays in 12 and 14 maybe you get there then he gets up to six all-star teams maybe yeah, a third all-nba well. yeah 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 you just didn't play well enough in cleveland to me ultimately yeah i have another guy who i think is in terms of his current resume right now okay maybe his name is absolute mud at the moment i think Rudy Gobert.
3: Ta- Yep. i he only has three all-star selections i think he is absolutely a hall of famer without a doubt um and should sail. I in. Mean, right I think in. we. I, th- we th- I think he's we, done making all-star yeah. teams, probably. But yeah, he is. Yeah. He he is a hall of famer without any doubt to me. And should sail right in.
2: Yeah, I mean, you've got a basically since twenty for so sixteen through twenty-two so that's uh that's a seven season period he's in the defensive player that you're coming yeah right? like if ben wallace is in rudy gobert should be in.
3: yeah and, uh, and yeah. ben wallace
2: and, was kind of a borderline case for some people but
3: yeah an all-time defensive player uh
2: now had, wallace did have much more of a playoff resume than gobert but i don't think that was gobert's fault
3: gobert one of the few guys with more all nba selections than all-star selections actually
2: Yeah. And and we've talked about this before that All Star, I try not to focus on that as much because it's just, it's half, basically based on half of a season. And it's like, oh, you missed 15 games in the first half of the season. Now
3: you don't get voted in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was the best player on a team with the best regular season record, which I think is a good resume line. Yeah, some people might have said Mitchell as the best player.
2: Like, I always went back and forth on that. I think what what those two guys have done since leaving Utah might be an indication that uh, Mitchell was better than we thought, but also those players have evolved.
3: Yeah, I uh, I think that's more father time speaking. I, I just thought everything they did there was built around Gobert at, at no, both ends. I think so.
2: It, it is disappointing, though, that at age 30, it looks like he might be done. We'll see whether he can bounce back a little bit, but obviously, like being part of this trade and then immediately not being any good anymore—that's that's, that's going to be a, a little bit of a stain. Can't yeah. tell the story of the NBA without him. That he's this is, <laughs> be the like the moment that like trade values overall around the league were the highest in NBA history was the moment that uh, Tim Connolly hit send on that, <laughs> on that trade proposal. <laughs> All right, let's, let's breeze through a few of these late career guys here. His resume hasn't really changed since we last talked about him. Derek Rose, I think he's probably out. I Only agree. really had one full All NBA level of season. He might have made two All NBA teams the year he was hurt. Uh, it's just it did with MVP, it, just not enough seasons, which is really like even if he had like one or two more high level of seasons, it just it, it's just such a shame that to have his best year at 22. And, and it's a little weird that he's actually, you know, it's not like his career was just over, right? It wasn't like a Brandon Roy situation. Yeah. It, it was, he just was able to come back and play and he had more injury issues, but he's continued to be around. It looks like he's finally done now. He you know, was in the six-man conversation a couple of years, the last couple of seasons. Maybe that helps him a little bit. What do you think will happen with him?
3: Oh, I don't think he'll make it.
2: No? No. Well, I, if, I, if only his final four appearance didn't have to get vacated. they vacated. Yeah. they went to the finals. Yeah. The final game, he missed a key free throw. He could have won an NCAA championship. <laughs> Actually, I bet you if they if they could have won an NCAA championship with him as the best player and a didn't get vacated. And, like and retained
3: and retained if won and retained an ncaa championship. Yes. That that probably
1: would have <laughs> yeah. John instead.
3: Walt. Instead, former Grizzlies legend uh Mario Chalmers hit the shot that uh That's sent the game right. overtime.
1: Caesars sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards.
0: How about John Wall?
2: Look to be certainly on the path. If we do this after the 2017 season, you're probably thinking it's a lock. And then he basically has accumulated nothing since then.
3: He's a pretty easy no for me. I, I just don't think yeah. he. I just don't think he had enough seasons at the at the peak level he achieved, which still wasn't like I still don't think at his peak he was a top ten guy in the league. He was a top twenty guy. But yeah, uh, I I just. I just can't get that. I mean, the Wizards were just never anything significant. Uh, Did they win the title as you are at Kentucky? It might help them a little.
2: No, they got beat. uh, They lost to West Virginia
3: really wow
2: okay in the uh in the elite eight wow all
3: right all right
2: yeah I I can't get there on him five-time all-star only one-time all-nba in 16-17 that was the most lucrative one-time all-nba selection that's ever happened (laughs) (laughs) because I mean you think that's really true though you think about it because that was the first year that they could do the designated player veteran extensions it was he was two years out from the end of that that five-year contract and that that contract, remember, was signed. Remember, he's complaining that he's paid the same as Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, that was under the the pre-salary cap expansion. Then, you know, he uh, injures himself in 18, tries to come back in 19, then sits out again. Then he tears his Achilles. It, I think it was in the shower during 19. So, he would have never signed anything close to that contract under the old rules. But he got paid for, for four extra years, two years out. And by the time that extension kicked in... You can't tell the story of the. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. Probably not there. You know, maybe if he could have come in and played a role on like a really good Clippers team, doesn't look like that's going to happen here. Kemba Walker, I think somewhat similar story to Wall, just not going to, not enough. You know, if he could have just had another couple of years on a good Boston team, maybe we'd be talking about it.
3: Mike Conley? Uh, I love my guy, but I I
2: don't think there's enough there. Yeah, did make an all-star team in Utah. Uh, again, maybe if those Utah teams could have had a little bit more postseason success, we might be thinking about it for Conley. Part of the problem for Conley was he didn't really ramp up to you know, even like a low-level all-star level for five or six years at the beginning of his career, too. Name the trophy after him. Here's a guy we didn't even discuss at all last time. Okay. He had not even been traded to the Bucks yet. Drew Holiday. This is one now. Now we're getting into the guys where I think their current resume is probably a no, but we're just talking about hey, make, the, yeah. what we think will happen in the future.
3: Yeah. I think his resume is probably going to end up still not being strong enough. He, it's. I think it's going to be hard for people to look back and appreciate him, which will work against him. I think Milwaukee winning another championship would help him a lot. Uh, racking up another all-defense selection would help him. Two-time NBA teammate of the year. Kid can't ignore that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's never made all-NBA.
2: I don't think he's ever going to. Only a one-time all-star way back in 2013.
3: Yeah, which is... I mean, it's it's awful that he's only made it one time, right?
2: But, no, yeah, like these last uh, yeah. uh, twenty-one and twenty-two, he absolutely should have. 100%. It's ridiculous that yeah. that he didn't, and, yeah. and that some other guy like. And we wouldn't even remotely be talking about this if the Bucks don't win the championship in twenty-one. Yes, but okay. probably a hall of very good. If it, I would say maybe he's been around a top twenty player like a couple of years in Milwaukee. I just don't think he has quite
3: enough of a resume. Yeah, we'd probably need another championship, another All Star selection, and then we're then we're talking more seriously about it.
2: Yeah, I mean the biggest thing in Milwaukee, he all of a sudden morphed into this really good three point shooter. You know, thirty nine and forty one percent his first two years in Milwaukee, It totally I think changed the trajectory of his career to where he's. Uh, good enough offensively now that and I mean one of one of the best defensive guards ever I think you would yeah. have to say that but yeah just not quite there for me okay let, let's get into a few more I've been driving this boat for too long who else do you really want to
3: talk so about? I have three guys who are mid-career who I just wrote keep doing what you're doing and, yeah. and they'll get in uh, and it, I don't know that there's a lot for us to debate right now but Jason Tatum Donovan Mitchell Devin Booker kind of birds of a feather uh, you'd probably go Tatum Booker Mitchell if you're ranking them but all three of them, I think, are on the same trajectory where if they just keep doing what they're doing for three or four more years, they have enough to get in. And it's it's just basically we're just looking at our watches and seeing if they can keep accumulating, right?
2: It actually, even after this season, it wouldn't shock me if Tatum would get in. He was going to make a third All-NBA this year. He's going to make a fourth All-Star team this year. He's going to be a top five MVP finish. I think he had top five MVP last year too, right?
3: Uh, I don't know. I think, I think Booker might've been fifth last year.
2: Oh yeah. I think actually, I think you're right about that. Yeah. And, and, uh, also by the way, 22 Eastern conference MVP first year that we've had that, but that's, I like that they've introduced that award. I think that's, that's, I think that's important for some of these career discussions.
3: Certainly. If he's he's the best player and a champion this year, then I think any debate is over. Uh, yep. both, both Tatum and Booker have been the best player on a team that went to the finals, uh, but not the best player on a champion.
2: Yeah. And Booker, I think was hurt early in his career by the Sun situation. I mean, he's actually another guy who has done the most to improve his resume. I would say over the last three years in part due to Chris Paul and Monty Williams arriving there too. But of course he, he's been fantastic. Yeah. I, I think that's one. Who's the third guy you said? Donovan Mitchell. That's interesting. Yes, he. I I think, particularly this season, he has kind of surged. But like, I I always thought he was sort of in the morass of third team All NBA guards. I don't. He has not ever made an All NBA team, has he? I don't believe he has. No. Yeah, it it cost him a lot of money actually to not make it. That ankle injury that he suffered at the end of 21 probably cost him 35 million bucks yes but yeah i mean he's he's been uh, i think had kind of incremental improvement over the years that maybe hasn't been as apparent to some but he's going to be a four-time all-star after this season only 26 averaging 29 a game for this cleveland team so yeah i i think this year has proven that he's a beyond the level of maybe some of his in that like lower level third team NBA guard discussion.
3: Yes, definitely.
2: Now it's possible maybe he's just like shooting the lights out this year and that's not sustainable and he might drop off. But I think Cleveland's going to be good for a while too. Um, You know, another really good citizen type. Uh, I think he's been kind of on the borderline of top 20. I I wouldn't quite put him in the same category as Booker or Tatum yet. But I I think
3: he's not not too far away. If you ask me, yeah,
2: yeah, if you ask me 50% chance does Donovan Mitchell make the Hall of Fame? I would say yes, for sure.
3: Yes, I'd agree with that. Couple
2: other guys who I think are kind of borderline ones that that would be interesting. Okay, let's, let's just go through these rapid fire. Chris
3: Middleton. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing that one.
2: Yeah, another one who I think if the Bucs can win another championship or even make it to another finals, maybe that changes things a little bit. Uh, a three-time All-Star, probably, it, it, but maybe even even he's a guy who's been a little like he's a, a good fit guy, but he might actually be a little overrated. Like he he uh, the Charlotte test for him. I know that. uh Milwaukee is probably even a smaller market than Charlotte, but because he's been in the playoffs next to Giannis, he fits really well next to Giannis. I'm just not sure like how good he is independently. Yeah, so I'd agree with that. Th- he did, did deserve some credit for getting them into the finals, although in it against a decimated Hawks team as well in 21 without Giannis. But yeah, just not a guy who like he's had playoff moments, but I always kind of felt to me like it was more because he was there and he was their guy in the perimeter and he can do some stuff. Like he doesn't have many weaknesses, which is useful, but I, I don't know that he is the guy who's ever struck like absolute fear into the hearts of defenses. He, He's kinda of, he's very kind of Joe Johnson-like, actually. I yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Better passer. Better defender. Not as good as uh ISO Joe. Um Jalen Brown, he's another one where if I had to say will he or will he not make it. I might be just because I think the Celtics would be good the next few years. I would say maybe just slightly more likely that he makes it.
3: I think he has a leg up because of that. Yeah. I, I kind of listed him with like a younger cohort who are like still accumulating stuff, but yeah, yeah, he can, if he, if he has, I mean, he's only made one all-star team so far. I think he's going to make it again this year. And if he does that, you know, keeps doing that. I like, I think it's Tatum's team, but he's the number two guy. And if he's the number two guy in a team that's, go, you know, winning championships or going to the finals or whatever, I think his his resume you look, if we did this again in three years, it wouldn't surprise me if we were talking about him as a near lock.
2: Yeah, I think he's gotten screwed on some All-NBA discussions and All-Star maybe as, as well. Like, he he's a guy who, like, last year for All-Star, if they just selected the All-Star team at the end of the season, he clearly would have been on it. Yeah. Bradley Beal, I think, just hasn't done enough at a high level. Three All-Star selections. Maybe it been at an All-Star level for another couple of years to where he could have made it so uh but not a guy like maybe on the lower end of the top 20 some of these years hasn't really had any relevance in the playoffs i think he would have to get traded somewhere and have another really good couple of seasons and then also really figure in the playoffs to get into the discussion for
3: yeah he's a hall of very good guy for me
2: now another guy who could you know because he's going to be fucking mr wizard i guess maybe that gives him a boost (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I, I, not, not oh. a guy who has the resume to me. I can't. Okay, young guys here. Okay, who who is your next of all the players that we have talked about or we haven't talked about yet? Who is your most likely Hall of Famer? Ja Morant. Yeah, I think I think that would be my pick there too.
3: Yeah. You worry some about injuries with him, but I think by comparison, I mean, Zion would be the other guy you'd be comparing him to. And I, I think he's going to end up with all NBAs, all stars over these next three or four years. Memphis is going to be making deep playoff runs. He's going to be the go-to guy. He's going to be, you know, you talk about tell the story of the NBA, uh, has so many highlight plays that I think are going to resonate. Uh, even, even if he ends up having an early peak, I, I think he's going to end up with a really strong resume by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, and I believe in
2: that organization to keep putting guys uh, around him. Who would be next? Then you think Zion?
3: I would probably go with with Zion. the the
2: The other guy I'd written down
3: was Carl Anthony Towns.
2: Yeah, this Gobert trade maybe that even hurts him. Like he hasn't yeah. played well with Gobert. He's had a lot more injury concerns lately. Like when we last talked about this, he was really durable. He got started pretty early in his career, but yeah, I, I have this feeling that he might just end up being this big albatross contract. We're talking about him at an AD now. Cause he's hurt Yeah, with this calf issue. He's been out since the beginning of December and the wolves are really disappointing.
3: Yeah. I mean, he still has to do more stuff, right? He's at three, all three all stars and one 13 all NBA, I think like he's, he's still got yeah. a he's still got to accumulate a lot more stuff and I think it's going to get harder going forward for him
2: yeah and it just because of the nature of his game I and being a big who can't defend it's hard for me to see how he's going to make a dent deep in the playoff definitely that's part of the thing that's so interesting about this now it even applies to Jokic to some degree although I agree with you as a lock already of just that regular season basketball is just has the biggest divergence that's ever had from postseason basketball Absolutely. And so there are guys like Demonis Sabonis is another one. He's probably going to make his third all-star team this year. Not that I thought he deserved the first two this year. I think it, he probably does deserve it, but I'll, I'll have to really dive into that for next year or next week.
3: Will, will you speak at his induction ceremony?
2: <laughs> yeah, me me and Chris Denary can do the, the uh, <laughs> induction together. Um, Bam bio.
3: Yeah, next. And so this is the next guy I'd written down. I, I think he's on the outside looking in right now. I think he would.
2: Even if he just continues on this path?
3: I mean, what is uh, what is his path? I mean, is he like a monstrous offensive player? I think he's one of the best defensive he's, centers. He's one. He's one of the best defensive centers. I Who, think who's he's averaging over twenty points a game this year. Okay, and the flip side of that is I don't know. Like, he's the second best player on an average team right now. Like, what? what I, 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 there, there's.
2: He should already have two and possibly three all-star selections. He's going to be top five in defensive player of the year, I think, for a while. Uh, Much of it really just depends on what happens with Miami. Yeah. I I think he's he's never going to have the ceiling, but like I think he's better than Al Horford was for a lot of his career. Again, a guy we thought was kind of on the borderline.
3: Yeah, Um, I mean, I I don't think Al Horford's a a Hall of Famer. I I think Bam, I would probably be more receptive to voting for him than than what I think his odds of actually being voted in are going to be, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, he, he should get credit for 2020 and 2022, those Miami performances though. Um, I think we're probably sleeping on the candidacy of Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yes. He's just been so good this year. And uh, surely you would think he's going to make the all-star team this year. Yes. This will be his first all-star selection. But
3: as good as he's
2: been. I think he might be second team all-NBA this year. So, uh, and that'll uh, be, probably won't be just because OKC will Fall off or whatever, and the voters will re- reward winning. He might be all second team All NBA in my view, but I think he's just been so good that yeah, you just like he's playing well enough this year that if you just keep that up for five or six more years, and I think his game also should age relatively well with his size. Yeah, I think OKC will eventually become relevant again. Like he's, but I, I think like he's of a lot of these guys. He's playing much better this year than a lot of these guys that we've mentioned.
3: Yes, Trey Young. Uh, so I would say. Everyone's a little down on him right now. He's could end up with some crazy counting stats, which which could help him a lot. I think yeah. he's made two, two all-star teams. He's not going to make it this year, I don't think. But I think he will make more all-star teams. I think he will have more seasons where he makes second or third team All-NBA. Uh, so I to me he's a guy who's he is on a trajectory to make it he still has to keep doing more stuff
2: yeah if he just plays at the level that he played at the three years before this one yeah i, I think he probably will end up being a lock Although another guy i don't necessarily expect to have a great playoff resume and some of the teammate stuff already noise that he wants out of atlanta you could it just has a feel and, and you mentioned this that like his brand is down so we're evaluating him at an ad right now he can't make a shot this year which i don't think will be permanent but i i there's just, it it there's a possibility i think that he could just will look back and be like wow his star was the highest a year or two years ago and he never got back to that point so i i'd put him right on the borderline yep i I think that's definitely yeah pascal siakam don't think he's going to end up with enough of a resume i mean he's really only got probably three all-star level of seasons he would
3: he's a guy who would have to play at this level and he's he's 28 already going on 29 um he'd have to play at this level for probably at least three more years to, to really resonate at a Hall of Fame level. I mean, he's he's won and a championship, also, think, he's yeah. made all-NBA twice, but he just he just needs to accumulate more stuff. And he's getting at an age where it's hard to keep doing that.
2: And particularly, it doesn't seem like Toronto is necessarily going to be relevant soon. Now, he couldn't even end up getting traded. He's got one year left on his deal. Could end up getting extended, too. Brandon Ingram is another guy who I think is interesting here. The health issues have probably been the biggest thing holding him back. Uh, I think he is, uh, but if he can stay healthy, I think he could get there. He's going to be playing with Zion. I'd say if I had to look at it, though, less than fifty percent chance for Brandon Ingram, but certainly capable.
3: Yeah, I'd be pretty solidly less than fifty percent on him. I I, I I understand why you bring him up. I, now we're now we're getting into guys who are like, you know, can you look forward and say like I I, I Intentionally didn't write down like Franz Wagner or Evan Mobley or guys like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you haven't yet played at an all-star level, let's not talk about you. Uh, Ingram has okay. at least played an all-star level before. Uh, so, so he has that going for him. But... Yeah, I, I'd say he's unlikely. Yeah, I would. If you had to put a gun to my head and say, "Will
2: Evan Mobley make the Hall of Fame?" I would say yes. Greater than fifty percent chance right now, even if he hasn't played at quite an All Star level yet. Tyrese Halliburton's another interesting one. Like he's definitely playing at All Star level right now. Yeah, and this is only what his third season, so. The relevance in Indiana, you wonder about that. I would say he's he's probably right on the borderline for me, too, of just, again, this, now we're into more of the realm of prediction than, yeah. but, you know, I mean, he's, he's reached a level in his third season that even if he doesn't get any better and just plays like this for another six or seven years, I think he would be. It.
3: I would agree with that. Yeah. So he said, I would take Shea's odds over Tyrese's. Uh, both point guards who are going to make their first all-star all-star team this year but yeah Tyrese has definitely become a guy who's interesting to talk about now I would say Paulo.
2: I would give uh, like a greater than 15% chance to yeah he's really good <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't argue that he's, he's yeah again I've been impressed you're extrapolating it out here uh so the yeah those are the three the, the really young guys who haven't made an all-star team yet that and Shea probably could throw in there too that I would say yeah yeah, like greater than 50% chance they are going to make it. Then there's a few other names we could breed through. Like Franz is one. Uh, Lamello Ball. You know, Cade. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lamello is an interesting one too. He won't make an all-star team this year. He has made an all-star team yes. last year. Uh, it's just, I would say maybe slightly less than 50% chance for Ball, in part just due to where he plays basketball right now. Like if he were <laughs> just with a better organization and the same player, I probably would be in on it. Are
3: you saying he doesn't pass the Charlotte test? <laughs>
2: charlotte charlotte doesn't pass
3: (laughs) charlotte does (laughs) not pass the charlotte test yes
2: um jaron jackson another guy who i think you know he he's playing at an all-star level this year for the first time has the health issues if i had to say he seemed he and job both kind of seem like guys who might kind of flame out a little bit zion's another one we haven't talked about him but he he obviously you know if he just has three healthy years he's gonna get um a few other guys that came to mind for me anthony edwards yeah Yeah. Another guy who I think probably more likely than not to make it one of the highest upsides of these people on this list, but also just maybe he has, maybe has this path where he just doesn't get that much better. I don't think so though, given his physical capabilities, might be a guy would still be out there. Might be a guy
3: with a crazy like points accumulation career
2: as well. Desmond Bain is kind of an interesting one. Like who just like he's, he's playing at a level this year when healthy, where if he keeps that up, we'd be talking about it, particularly if this Memphis team is like, it becomes one of the big teams in the next 5 years or so. Man, I
3: guess I don't know. I think we're <laughs> I think we're starting to scrape the barrel here. <laughs> Lauri Markkinen going to make an all-star <laughs> team this year. Pretty young still. That's like, true. I, I mean, like yeah. that's true. Uh, Inter- international play for Finland. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
3: this is the last
2: question I want to ask you. Okay. Oh, and, and also I, I wanted to mention this cause we talked about Ben Simmons last time and mm-hmm. it seemed like he was on the path. I mean, it seems pretty unlikely he's going to make it now. Right. Like he he was, I I thought he was overrated then and he has, he's done basically nothing. So he, well, he needs a nothing,
3: GPS but. and two Sherpas to even find the path. Yeah.
2: Um <laughs> uh, uh, who would you have as the second most likely to make the hall of fame out of the 2022 draft?
3: Oh, you know what? I got to remind myself before I, before I knee jerk.
2: Yeah. Make sure we don't miss anyone. It's a tough call. There's nobody else that really stands out.
3: The, the fact that Chet Holmgren hasn't played in a game, I think actually helps him in this discussion because, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily go for anyone else on this list. No, I there's think there's gonna be, really I think there's going to be I think there's going to be some good players in this draft, don't get me wrong, but it's you know, one or two guys might emerge out of the blue or whatever, like like usually happens. But right now I would go Chet Holmgren, not out of any conviction just because I haven't seen anything from anyone else uh who's drafted toward the top, who that that would really get my heart pumping that they're on their way to a Hall of Fame career. Like Benedict Mathurin's been good, but I I, d- I don't necessarily see th- see this level of good, right, uh, coming from him.
2: Last question. Mm-hmm. Just for fun here, what are the odds, if you had to call it right now, that Victor Wembanyama is a Hall of Famer?
3: I think that's that's basically, what are the odds that he plays long enough to make the Hall of Fame, is, is, what, is what I think you're asking me. I, th- him being good enough, I think, is almost not a debate. It's him being healthy enough for long enough.
2: I'll call it eighty percent, yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say seventy five percent personally, and that's uh, I think the the odds of him being healthy and not being good enough are pretty low. so there are just injury questions. And as we've gone back and looked at the history of these quote unquote generational prospects, and to me he's has one of the best. Resumes coming in of those, not resume, but would be viewed as one of the best prospects of any prospect ever. Like the odds on those guys are pretty good, at least being like all star level of players. And yeah, he makes five, six all star teams. Some international plays in. All right, well, this is a long one, but I'm glad we were thorough about it. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us, and you can join John and I next week only on Dunkdown Prime. We go through our all star selections, and we'll probably eliminate a team from the playoffs too, which we didn't get to this week. And thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk.
0: Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.